We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my latest podcast episode, I'll explain why I believe the Mountain Dew Game Fuel Energy Drink failed and what PepsiCo might do next with it. But before we get started, I would love if you took 53 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Mountain Dew is the unofficial drink of gamers, or at least that's the stereotype, right? So why did the energy drink version of Mountain Dew called Game Fuel end up failing? I'll offer up a ton of insights around that introductory question a bit later in this content, but let's kind of first set the foundation with a little bit of Mountain Dew 101. The product was invented in 1940 by two brothers that had just moved from Georgia to Tennessee and could no longer purchase their preferred regional soda that they mixed in their whiskey. The name Mountain Dew even has alcohol roots as it's an old slang term for moonshine. After years of keeping Mountain Dew to themselves, the Hartman brothers decided they would start selling the carbonated lemon-lime drink, but it wasn't very popular. They rebranded Mountain Dew as the Appalachian Thirst Quencher, and popularity still didn't materially pick up. So about two decades after they had invented it, Mountain Dew was sold to the Tip Corporation for basically nothing. Now, that early history really has nothing to do with how it became the unofficial drink of gamers, but it was the Tip Corporation that tweaked the formula and added caffeine into Mountain Dew. It's unknown if the Tip Corporation or PepsiCo that acquired Mountain Dew a few years later had the idea of adding more caffeine than the typical cola, but that decision was obviously paramount to the focus of this content. Interesting tidbit of information though, caffeine was a natural part of cola drinks because they extracted their flavor from the cola nut. That isn't the case anymore. So drink manufacturers, whether it's cola drinks or citrus flavored ones like Mountain Dew, must add the caffeine ingredient. And in the 1980s, the FDA tried to eliminate added caffeine from soft drinks, but manufacturers argued that caffeine was used as a flavor enhancer, and the agency agreed to continue allowing it. But let's jump ahead into why Mountain Dew is essentially the base of the food pyramid for people who spend marathon gaming sessions in front of a computer or a console. The practical reason is obviously because Mountain Dew has more caffeine than things like Coke or Pepsi. And while not as much caffeine as coffee, a packaged drink has less effort and minimal upkeep. Caffeine consumption is something that all professionals enjoy, but especially computer programmers in the mid-90s during the start of the internet age. 
The direct connection to computer culture can be traced to an integral software development and coding manual published in 1995. That said, one of the main ways a manager can support his programmers is simply by large quantities of Mountain Dew. But when does this relatively cheap, brightly colored, caffeinated, and fun beverage get directly involved with the kind of esports and gaming community? That would be in 2005, when Mountain Dew ran a promotion called Every 10 Minutes, where they gave away Xbox 360 consoles. But the more famous linkage was in 2007, when Mountain Dew promoted the launch of Halo 3 with a new flavor called Game Fuel. So here's where the story of Mountain Dew, gamers, and a product called Game Fuel really starts, which is also maybe a good time to start circling back to the introductory question. The energy drink version of Mountain Dew Game Fuel, or should I say AMP Game Fuel, wasn't launched until January of 2019. But that limited edition flavor history from a dozen years prior is important. That's because one of the most overlooked barriers to entry in the esports and gaming market is community cost. And over the last five to seven years, I've talked to many functional CPG brand owners, most of which wrongfully interpret marketplace data and let like mirage-like short-term money signs blind them into prioritizing the wrong strategies. They rush product launches and allow FOMO to create bad first impressions with the gamer audience. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Gamers want to support their own. So functional CPG brand owners should be asking themselves, like, what can they do to impact this community genuinely and positively? Those actions should be in process even before launching a product. Remember, authenticity matters a lot to the gamer community. And I say all this because that typical answer to why XYZ gamer-focused product or brand failed isn't the same when we're analyzing Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Beyond that initial LTO Game Fuel flavor of Mountain Dew in 2007, the soda brand has consistently supported the gamer community and brought legitimacy to the market. Mountain Dew focused annually on gamer-themed promotions, strategic partnerships with game developers, they had alignment with gaming personalities, consistently increased esports sponsorships, and overall would be seen as one of the positive non-endemic brands that didn't simply buy a seat at the table only after all the writing was on the wall that esports had massive potential. Similarly, because Mountain Dew had been actively supporting the esports ecosystem for a decade plus, brand awareness inside that community would not have been an issue. Moreover, the brand said publicly in 2019 that it would spend 40% of its marketing dollars to reach gamers. That's really unheard of from a brand the size of Mountain Dew. So with community cost covered, maybe the culprit was availability of the product. But while the Mountain Dew Game Fuel wasn't in every retail distribution point as that core soda product, it wasn't just about every major grocer and mass retailer. 
The product was also available on Amazon. Plus, in 2020, PepsiCo built a custom online store for a direct-to-gamer experience that included a unique loyalty program. So I ask again, why did the energy drink version of Mountain Dew called Game Fuel end up failing? I think part of it was the product and how it fits into the Mountain Dew energy drink portfolio. On the one hand, PepsiCo did a really cool job adding gamer-focused things to the physical can, like its resealable lid, and then also adding a unique non-slip grip texture. On the other hand, while the product's press release touted that it contained ingredients that had been shown to increase accuracy and alertness, aka caffeine, the formula didn't really live up to the hype in the age of performance energy drinks. This is one of the key controllable issues that plagued Mountain Dew Game Fuel. With the type of buying power PepsiCo has, it could have easily revamped its formula after that initial kind of sales period from 2019 to 2020, maybe even to 2021, was lackluster. Why not take inspiration from C4 Smart Energy and include an awesome ingredient like Cognizant, or even look at what Ghost Gamer put together in the powder supplement market? But Beyond the product ingredient deck, there's an issue with the Mountain Dew energy drinks cannibalizing itself with not enough differentiation. Before Game Fuel was just discontinued, you had four Mountain Dew energy drinks. Mountain Dew Amp, Mountain Dew Game Fuel, Mountain Dew Energy that was supposed to be called Mountain Dew Rise Energy before the trademark hiccups, and finally, Mountain Dew Kickstart. What are the major differences, you might be asking? I have no idea. And I've been a strategist in this space for more than a decade. So while Mountain Dew was doing great on supporting the gamer community, it made the cardinal sin of essentially taking an existing energy drink product, tweaking it slightly, adjusting marketing claims, and thinking gamers wouldn't notice. This is the type of move that I would expect from old head beverage brand executives that have no gaming experience. But Mountain Dew doesn't have that excuse, and they forgot that gamers are extremely intelligent, savvy at acquiring information, and a bit skeptical of outlandish performance claims. But let's be honest, product is the easiest part of this equation for Mountain Dew to solve, even though it would likely require them to blow up the entire energy drink portfolio, focus efforts on two offerings, and create real differentiation. The bigger issue to overcome, though, is the PepsiCo billion dollar brand or bust mindset. If I remember correctly, the entire Mountain Dew energy drink portfolio does around like 160 or so million dollars annually. That's great if you are a startup energy drink competitor, but not for PepsiCo that has something like two dozen billion dollar brands across its global beverage and snack empire. The entire Mountain Dew energy drink portfolio would make up 0.2% of the total PepsiCo revenue of last year. Even just thinking about Celsius Holdings, Rockstar Energy, and I'll even throw in Starbucks RTDs that are key pillars of the PepsiCo energy drink strategy, Mountain Dew energy drinks are still only making up like a point or two of impact and weren't going to get a large resource allocation. So is the gamer consumption of energy drinks in the billion dollar range? Well, it depends on what you're classifying as gamers. Competitive gamers, diehard enthusiasts, no. If we're talking about the one third of the global population that would be considered a gamer, yes. 
Yet I struggle with a large percentage of those casual gamers picking up an energy drink that's specifically targeting gamers. But I did just want to end on some quick final thoughts. PepsiCo likely made a good business decision in discontinuing the Mountain Dew Game Fuel energy drink product. It just didn't make sense for PepsiCo at this time. But that doesn't mean we won't see Game Fuel go back into a LTO flavor strategy play within the core Mountain Dew product. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 